Do you need a break? You read my mind. Come with me. Come with me as we enter the first week of Lent. I am Father Roderick. I'm a priest and I'm a geek. And I love to share with you everything I'm passionate about. From Lent and my faith to the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Marvels, and so much more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm very excited because today I sent my first diary entry of the Diary of a Media Priest. This is a newsletter that I've been working on for about two weeks now. I've been preparing this and I created a whole new website for people to sign up and then I had to train myself to write a short story every day. And today I send out the first batch of emails. I, I post these things in both in Dutch and in English. And the, Eng the English newsletter went out to about 1,300 people, I think, and the Dutch one to about 300, 400 people. Now, those are very old uh, mailing lists that I built up many years ago, so we'll probably get a few bounces. And I still have to somehow integrate everyone that has subscribed to my Patreon community um, so that they, too, can receive these these posts. And the reason that I'm excited about is this this is something I love adding to my repertoire. Of course, I'm a podcaster. I love to post videos on TikTok and on YouTube, but I also love to write. And I love to write about the same stuff that I talk about in my videos and in my podcasts. And so today I posted a story about Tolkien and his aversion to Lent. Now, this was very surprising to me when I did some research to discover that Tolkien, who was actually a very devout Catholic, really didn't like Lent. And I felt a bit vindicated because Lent is not my favorite time of the year either. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about this in a, a segment later on in this show, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. If you've received this email newsletter, love to hear your feedback. And if you're interested, I will post a link to the sign-up page for this Diary of a Media Priest in the show notes. So hopefully in a couple of weeks from now, we, we can share all these, these entries and these stories with an even larger audience. But I, I feel like it's, a, it's an accomplishment. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Uh, I've been working on this, this new website for months now, several months now, and it's finally coming together. Every day there is progress. And I hope that by, I think by Easter, everything will be ready and we will make the final switch. But in the meantime, every week there will be new parts of the website that will be open, new features, new stuff that uh, hopefully is also interesting to you. So that is also a reason to subscribe to the newsletter because um, I, I will, if, if I launch something new, if there's a new video or a new workshop or a webinar, you'll be the first to know. Anyway, enough about that. Let's dive into the world of movies and TV shows. How do you not like movies? They're predictable. Like, the guy gets the girl and that kid sees dead people and Darth Vader is Luke's father. Not liking movies is like not liking puppies. They're fine. I just get bored and never make it to the end. You know, you need a movie education. You need a movication. I'm going to give it to you. So today I'm going to review not one, but two two Marvel movies. I sat down the other day to watch, to finally watch the Marvels. I skipped it when it was in theaters 
because I don't go to the movie theater that often anymore. So it, I was very, very excited that it showed up on Disney+. Plus. And after having seen that movie, I went on and watched another one that I still had on my to-watch list, which is a little bit uh, older, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'll talk about those two, but let's first listen to the audio of the trailer for the movie The Marvels. Carol Danvers, prodigal child of the Milky Way. Nick Fury. My favorite one-eyed man of intrigue. How goes it out there? Uh, you know, cold, no air, space. Captain Marvel. The Annihilator. You took everything from me. And now I'm returning the favor. our light-based powers, so we switch places whenever we use them. Strong theory. You can absorb light. I can see it. And Kamala. Who's Kamala? Hi. She can turn light into physical matter, which I have never heard of. I could totally show you. No! Targeting every planet we call home. I would never choose to bring anybody into this. You are not the only thing standing between this and the universe. Oh my god, we're a team. Higher. Further. Faster. I think it was a really excellent trailer, very well edited. Uh, I love the kind of the pacing of the trailer. This was edited to the music, to the soundtrack that you hear underneath it. And I was looking forward to having a great time, not just because the trailer looked so good, but also because I really like the protagonists of this story. We're talking about three women. Of course, you've got Captain Marvel, then you've got Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, and Captain Rambeau, who we only saw, we only got to know in the television series, series about Wanda, WandaVision. And so she may be the team member that is the least well-known to the general public, although I think Miss Marvel also is... She had her own television, more recent television show on on Disney+, Plus that I really loved. Um, But if you've never seen the TV shows, then then there's just Captain Marvel, and then you've got two new characters, plus the, the characters that they relate, are related to. The, the whole family of Kamala Khan is also part of the story. and um, But I really like these characters. I was looking forward to seeing this teamwork. The only thing that made me fear a little bit 
about the quality of the movie was that the movie did so abysmally bad at the box office. It it did nothing for Disney. It was a, a huge disappointment. And uh, but as you know, there there may be so many reasons why a movie doesn't do well at in the movie theaters. It doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. So I went in without too many expectations, and I have to say I, I had a good time. It was a it was a fun movie. It was a little bit all over the place. That is my criticism. It 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 was very jumpy. And even though I have seen every television series, I've watched every movie, I still sometimes was a bit confused as to how things would relate, how this fits into the general timeline of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Uh, It's gotten very complicated. And I can imagine that for someone who is less familiar with the current TV shows and the current story, where, where the story is right now in the MCU it may have been more than a little confusing because there's a lot that is just assumed, you know, like there's this cat or at least this this creature that looks like a cat but is in fact a very ferocious, dangerous alien um, who plays a major role in the story. But that cat was introduced in a whole different uh, movie and they don't, take much time to explain where all these elements of the story come from there's a tiny little bit of exposition so you get to know a bit where uh, captain rambo comes from and and miss marvel but on itself i would say the movie is um is confusing and also unfortunately doesn't go very deep um the my main issue is that the overall plot line is very generic there is this bad lady with superpowers and she wants to destroy worlds for reasons i mean they do explain but the main reason why this villain is is robbing these planets from air and water and sunlight um is referring to something that also happened before and is barely explained. And so I was like, wait, wait, why is she doing this? And it's only by re-watching it that I started to put the pieces of the puzzle together. So I can imagine that there were reasons why this movie didn't do well, at least didn't get much word of mouth, much positive word of mouth, because people, I think, were expecting um, something a little less generic than what we actually got. Now, there's one element of the story that I enjoyed. And it's mainly the message that um, if you... that the real the real strength of the Marvels, these three super ladies, is not in their individual powers, but it is in the fact that they can work together. And this is done on a very prime, primary level. They are able to switch places through some kind of whatever event they they they, as soon as they use their powers they literally switch places in time and space Uh, and at first that is seen as a hindrance you see this in the trailer but later on they develop they train this and they actually discover that that makes them so much more powerful because if you don't have a certain superpower that you need in a dangerous situation, you can quickly switch place with someone who does have that superpower. So immediately you can complement the other two members of the team. And I thought they 
they created a nice contrast with the villain of the story, this extremely powerful lady, who, however, her whole spiel seems to be to gather as much power as possible. She wants to have anyone's power so that she can be the sole leader and savior of her people. So it's, it's this solistic um, idea of, uh, of, of an autocratic leader who becomes more and more powerful, but ultimately that constant grasp of power, this, this hunger for more and more power makes her super vulnerable and she cannot withstand the combined strength and the friendship of the Marvels. I thought that was a really nice message and an important message even in our times where we see the same tendency in many countries in the Western world right now where, where in politics you see that there are certain leaders that are trying to position themselves almost as like, like autocratic solo leaders that have all the power. No one can criticize them. No one can touch them. They are above the law. Um, and, and, and this is a tendency that we see more and more. Maybe it is because we live in such trying times and there's so much uncertainty and so people kind of look for strong leaders to hold on to. But this story, I think, shows you the dangers of a solo leader who is not held accountable anymore because you can you can delude yourself you can forget and this is also um, the, the the history of the church is riddled with examples of this of powerful leaders like bishops and popes um, you see this on a parishional level as well you see sometimes these, these, these priests who are very much like solo solo entrepreneurs they want everything to go according to their will and they cannot stand it if anyone stands up to them. And most of us are also very allergic to that kind of leadership. We, we like to have a voice in this. And, and ultimately, I think, for a good reason, because we're not meant to live all by ourselves. We are modeled after the image of God, who is a trinity. <laughs> so it's always who sees Jesus sees the Father, and who hears Jesus, hears the Father, if you want to know who Jesus is and what he says, listen to the Holy Spirit. So there's this ongoing like exchange of gifts in the Trinity, and it was nice to see kind of a metaphor of that here in this, in this Marvel movie where these three ladies do the same. They, they, they at first are used to, especially Captain Marvel, to do everything by themselves, and then they gradually discover that being a team is what makes them so strong. And that requires them to also hand it over to someone else, to let go of, of your power so it can serve someone else. I think as a general message of the movie, I think that was pertinent. I think that was inspirational. The execution was so-so. I mean, I had it. I had a nice times. Always great to see Samuel L. Jackson, and I thought he was actually much more at ease in this movie than he was in Secret Invasion. Um, uh, he, he was he was good, and there were also some funny moments. I always love the interaction between uh, Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, uh, and and her family. Um, and she, by the way, was absolutely the star of the of the of the movie. She has so much charism. She's so fun to watch uh, because the actress who plays Kamala Khan is also a superhero 
fan in real life. So you can tell that the enthusiasm that she plays is actually, it's just coming from, from the inside. It's, it's very authentic. And that's why it works so well. Um, there was also an interesting teaser at the end of the credits, which I won't spoil, obviously. Um, but that teaser hinted at maybe something in the future, a television series or another movie. But of course, all this was filmed way before Disney started to realize that they had to cut back on the production of all these television series and movies. And so uh, we now know that in the next couple of years, we get less movies, less TV shows, and they're going to focus on their most important franchises. So we'll probably get more of the Avengers and less of Miss Marvel and, you know, the the Ant-Man and that sort of stuff. Which, in a sense, is also a pity because there's there's so much story potential everywhere in the Marvel Universe, and the same is true for Star Wars as well. I would hate it if we only get to focus on, like, the the big Jedi or, you know, I, I like the story like Solo because it was so kind of like a fringe story. It fills in the blanks. I love series like The Book of Boba Fett because you couldn't do this in a, in, in a theatrical release, but you can totally tell that story in a TV show, and I think it added so much depth to this whole character of Boba Fett, and so I hope to see more of that. But right now, I think the focus of Disney is on saving money and making more money by doing less. Speaking of which, um, (laughs) one of their big money makers, a movie that actually did very well in the theater, was the final uh, installment in in the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. This movie was a long time in the making. We all know about James Gunn, who wrote and directed the first two movies and then got into trouble because people dug up very old uh, tweets uh, that he wrote in a time where Twitter was all new and he thought he was being funny by being provocative. But, of course, over the years, people changed. The world changed, culture changes, and those tweets that back then didn't really rustle, ruffle any feathers, now became this huge scandal that led to him being fired by Disney, taken off the movie. But after, uh, I think, a couple of months, they did rehire him. He had, in the meantime, already been solicited by uh, the, the, the DC people, the, the, and, and he was asked to direct um, um, a movie in the DC universe, so he did the, the uh, what is it, the, the Suicide Squad, the second installment, uh, the sequel to The Suicide Squad, which was was better than the original. And that led to him actually being, being approached to be the director, to be the kind of the Kevin Feige of the new batch of DC movies. And he's currently filming a new Superman movie. That's going to be the first one of a whole slew of DC-inspired superheroes. I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that he will do a terrific job. But for Disney, this was, of course, a little bit like, why did we let him go? And when everything was calmed down a bit, and he had apologized profusely, profusely, they hired him back to finish the work on the Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Three. And then there, lots of other stuff happened. But ultimately, so this movie took way longer than than expected. It has been in in, in post production for years. Um, but when it finally hit the theaters, 
it was a it was a great success. I hadn't seen it yet. I'm a huge fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought the first movie was the best Marvel movie of all. I I still I can watch it a hundred times. It's it's for me. It's like a new hope. A new hope was to Star Wars. That is Guardians of the Galaxy one to the entire Marvel Marvel uh, uh, cinematic universe. And so I was eager to see how this trilogy would end. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm Star Lord. I formed the Guardians. Met a girl, fell in love. That girl died, but then she came back. Came back a total dick. Oh, please. He left out some important information, but that is the gist of it. I always love the music in these movies. My sacred mission is to create the perfect society. He didn't want to make things perfect. He just hated things the way they are. you all to know that I'm grateful to fight beside my friends. Incinerate them. <laughs> we were always searching for a family until we found each other. Are you ready for one last ride? fly away together into the forever and beautiful sky. Whoever it was that you were in love with, it sounds more like her. Her? That's Do not bring me into this. Don't even. <gasps> Knock it off! What? <laughs> Just never noticed how black your eyes were. They were replaced by my father as a method of torture. He he picked a pretty set. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I think, was absolutely fantastic. I loved, loved this movie. It it my emotions were all over the place. I was laughing. I was tapping my feet to the music at times. I was on the edge of my seat to know what would happen next. There are amazing action scenes. But most of all, this movie made me cry. It, I, there were times that I had tears in my eyes because it is such a, an incredible story focused, of course, on the entire team of the Guardians of the Galaxy. But most of all, on Rocket Raccoon. We finally discover his backstory. There was always this hint that this, this creature who certainly wasn't a raccoon um, was had a backstory that we didn't know of that would explain his behavior, his attitude, his constant anger and the violence that was so close to the surface in this small creature. And in this movie we see 
how it all came about. And it's heart-wrenching at times. It's so well done. The character animation is incredible, especially if you consider that Rocket Raccoon was done entirely digitally, of course, based on the performance of, a, of an actor, actually two actors. There is the brother of James Gunn who plays Rocket Raccoon on set so that the other actors have someone to relate to. So he's constantly you know, hunching down and, and, and moving around. Then he's replaced by CGI. The voice is done by another voice actor who gives Rocket Raccoon his recognizable, you know, tone of voice and humor and everything. And then the actor, the brother of James Gunn, who plays, you know, the on-set version of Rocket Raccoon, also has another playing role in this movie, um, which is also fun. Uh, so, uh, an amazing accomplishment, but the animation was so good that there were times like, how is this raccoon making me cry? This is not happening. Um, the villain, the villain in, in Marvel was, you know, a, a dime a dozen. It was so generic. Um, there, were, there were so many things in the Marvels uh, that they didn't follow up on. But there was this moment where they'd, the, the, the villain destroys an entire planet and they never even blink an eye. They never get back to that story. Um, so it's, it's very gratuitous. Whereas in the Guardians of the Galaxy, the villain has a very, very creepy goal to, to not just to, to gain power, but he's, it's much more creepy than that. He's kind of like a, like a German, um, you know, Nazi, uh, like experimental doctor who 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 is trying to to use these poor creatures like rock raccoon to experiment upon to create this super race so it's it's full of you know metaphors of eugenics and you know the what the nazis did during the second world war it's extremely creepy and scary and i thought the performance was just so amazingly good you really 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 hate that villain um and when he finally gets his comeuppance I'm not spoiling anything there. This is a Marvel movie. Um, it, it is so so rewarding. Um, and it doesn't take away all the suffering that this uh, person has caused. And so this is one of the... I would say one of the most serious Marvel movies that, that I've seen, where, where the stakes are higher than anything before. Um, but it's so well counterbalanced by the chemistry between the, the various actors, um, the the... the kind of the quality of the visuals, the music, everything is so perfect. It's an amazing love letter, I think, to the world of superheroes by James Gunn and also a fantastic legacy now that he's moved over to the other side and is now going to serve the DC universe. Now that I've seen this movie, I have so much confidence in what he's doing over uh, at the DC camp with Superman and Batman and, and all those other superheroes that I think deserve a, a different approach from what we've had over the past decade. Um, so... Um, an amazing experience. I, I can't say anything else. Final thing I want to talk about here in the TV segment is uh, a tip for a series on Apple TV+. Plus. You, it's very likely that you haven't heard of this. And as with a lot of other quality series on Apple TV+, Plus, it, they don't advertise it. It's so insane. There is, I, Apple TV+, Plus, I think, is currently the best streaming platform that there is at least in terms of like quantity versus quality almost everything on apple tv plus is of the highest tier quality 
but it's also the least well-known. And so they keep pushing out these new series. They're all amazing. And I have to discover them. I am, I am subscribed to Apple TV+, and even I don't know about these series. So I come across them on TikTok. In my feed, I, have, I follow a number of, of uh, people that do these TV reviews. And it's thanks to their recommendations that I find these new series to watch. And so the other day, I started to watch a series that didn't appeal to me at all because apparently in the description, it said it is about fashion. It's about this, you know, Christian Dior who um, is like a super famous French uh, costume designer or, or women's clothing designer. And I was like, yeah, no thank you. <laughs> it's just really not my, my kind of story. But the reviews I saw on TikTok were so adamant, go watch this. This is so much better than you think it is. So I started watching the first episode yesterday evening and I was blown away. This is so good. The acting is fantastic. The way it's filmed, it is just out of this world good. And the story is very gripping. I, I, I thought I was watching a, a, a movie instead of a television show. It's that good. Let's take a listen to the audio of the trailer for... Um, uh, the, what's the series called? The New, the new Look. It's called The New Look. Parisian couture could influence how thousands of ordinary women dream and live. But fashion needs a new leader. A figurehead. Monsieur Dior. I keep looking for a great collection to rise from the ashes of the war. Shujo, what do you desire? To design the most beautiful women's clothing that ever existed. Christian Dior ruined French couture, and I'm coming back to save it. For those of us who lived through the chaos of war, creation was survival. The legend of Coco Chanel. If people only knew. If I keep on giving them less they can kill, they gonna have to come and arrest me. Chanel can be very treacherous. Oh, yes. My heart is... Are you happy with the revolution you started? There is the truth. My mind is... But there is always another truth that lives behind it. Your sister, she's not safe. Creation cannot stop the bullets, but creation is our way forward. Our choices matter. I am Real talent is turning your life into something bigger. People need to fear, dream, they need to live again. We can create a new world for them. 
there you have it. The trailer for the new look. It started streaming this past week, and there will be new episodes every every week. So it's one of those series that will roll out on a, on a weekly basis, which is kind of really what I like. Binge-watching doesn't work for me anymore, just simply because I don't have time. So again... This is not a topic that would seem of any interest to me. Margot in the chat uh, makes it very obvious. I am a guy who has worn the same type of clothing every single day since the day he was ordained a priest. So, yeah, why why would I be interested in fashion? But um, but I am interested in the story. And this is, this is all about Christian Dior, who after the Second World War kind of brought new hope to society through art, through the art of creating new clothing. Um, if you are listening to the podcast, you only hear the sound, it may not be that appealing to you, but I guarantee you, if you watch this, you'll be blown away. The quality is um, beyond anything I've seen so far on, on a streaming platform. If this is the quality of the future, then I think Apple TV Plus is going to win because, and especially if they're going to add even like 3D movies and series uh, to sell their uh, Apple Vision Pro, I think in the long run, Apple is going to be a huge player when it comes to this kind of content. And I'm excited because I love quality. And also, Apple has very deep pockets. So they are not very quickly, you know, they won't feel the need to, 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 to cancel series, to, you know, scrap projects, uh, even after they've been filmed, like what Warner's doing, um, they they are very picky, I think, when it comes to quality, but once they commit themselves, they follow up, and um, and I'm super happy with that. So anyway, that's what I wanted to share with you. Thank you so much for listening to this, uh, ep- this, this first week of Lent episode. Um, I'll be talking a little bit more about Lent and about the relationship with Tolkien and Hobbits in the premium part of the show available to my my patrons. Um, And of course, if you want to hear a bit more about my thoughts on how to prepare for Lent and how you can make this time of Lent really count, I can refer you to my other podcast called The Walk with Father Roderick, in which I, I, I also use that same analogy between the journey of Bilbo Baggins and our journey during Lent. So if you haven't listened to that, check it out. Maybe it'll inspire you also for the next 40 days. Um, Again, um, the link to the sign-up form for my email newsletter called The Diary of a Media Priest will be available soon. In fact, I already know the URL. I can just mention it here. If you go to mediapriest.com So, mediapriest.com is one word, mediapriest.com. You'll be able to sign up with your email and your name, and then I will send you these entries of my diary. And I hope you enjoy those stories. Um, I, I do my utter best to make every email an entertaining story that is fun to read, uh, unlike a lot of the other email that is in your inbox. Here's hoping. Talk to you soon. God bless. <laughs>